Welcome to Transmissions from the Evil Lair, the official podcast of the Brotherhood of Evil Geeks. What's up, everybody? Seamart here, kicking off this brand new episode of Transmissions from the Evil Lair. Today, Undies of Wendy and myself sit down with Katie Ullman, Trisha Raynone, and Stephanie Baird, uh, who are the creative team and some of the cast behind the new web series, My Roommates and Escort. Katie and Trisha wrote the series, and uh, Katie actually directed it. It's her first time directing, uh, so we talk about that a little bit. We talk about the creation of the series, what it's like working with your friends, uh, we get into the differences between the U.S. and Canada, specifically uh, the the decades-long battle for tiny donut superiority between Tim Hortons Timbits and Dunkin' Donuts Munchkins. Uh, you know, of course, being from upstate New York myself, got to go with the, the Munchkins over the Timbits. Sorry, but uh, you know, hey, look, we've all got our preferences. Uh, we talk about that, uh, of course. We get into Degrassi. Uh, you know, I, I, me being the, the 80s Degrassi kid, uh, everybody else seemed to be on the later generations. So I don't know. We, we felt a little out of place, but I, uh, we all love Degrassi. So that kind of brings us together. Uh, but it was great talking to them. Uh, you should really go out and check out the show. It's My Roommates and Escort. Uh, you can get that, of course, at MyRoommatesAndEscort.com. Uh, as far as some housekeeping stuff, uh, places you might be able to see us uh, upcoming this this month and this summer in general, May 20th and 21st in Rochester, New York at the Rochester Riverside Convention Center. Uh, come see us at Flower City Comic Con. Uh, we're going to be there uh, doing our thing, being evil geeks. Uh, so come get some stickers, come hang out at our table, maybe you know, buy some stuff if you like what you see there. After that, we have got Electric City Comic Con. Uh, it's July 8th, I believe, off the top of my head. Uh, that's in Schenectady, New York. Uh, that's going to be at the Schenectady Public Library. Uh, so come out, check us out there as well. And beyond that, we might be off until the fall. I'm not sure. Uh, so please, if you're around any of those dates, come out, check us out, support the show, support us. Uh, even if you don't support us, if you want to come out and yell at us and just uh, be mean to us in person, hey, look, that's what we're here for. We're here to help you. Uh, so please come check us out, support your cons, support your local comic shops. Uh, but enough with the shameless self-promotion. Let's get on to the show. Here we go. It's the Evil Geeks talking to my roommates and escort on Transmissions from the Evil Lair. Uh, what's up, everybody? This, of course, is Transmissions from the Evil Lair. I am Seymour, and with me here... Undies of Wendy. Uh, and joining us tonight, we have uh, the, 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 the creative team, the stars, the minds... Uh, the power behind the new web series, My Roommates and Escort. Uh, please, ladies, introduce yourselves. Hello! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Yeah, we need, uh, we, like, we need to like record like fanfare and clapping. I always feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I think okay. we'll do a good job with that. So I'm Katie Ullman. I am the director of the series. I also co-wrote it and produced it and act in it. I play Kesha, who may or may not be an escort. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Little mystery behind, you know, the first season there. Yeah. I'm Trish Rainoni, and I co-wrote it with Katie, um, and I play Heather, who is the small-town girl um, who wears overalls. That's on. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> okay, Wendy did notice that. It was one of the things you noticed. I was just like, I love that she's always wearing overalls. It's a great time. They're so comfy. I'm going to start wearing them in real life. Those are actually my overalls, and I do wear them in real yeah, life. Yeah, so, <laughs> overalls um, my character wears and my bedroom in the show is actually Katie's real bedroom. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, my name is Stephanie Baird. I am one of the producers on my roommate's and escort. I also play Megan, uh, the tattoo parlor manager, and I wore overalls in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> right, now that we've established overalls credentials. Yeah. But I do love some overalls. If I could pull them off, in like the 2000s, I would totally wear them. You totally could. You did. Yeah. I'm very in, especially like the shorts, like the ones that are like shorts, because I have a pair of those, and those yeah. are cute. I need those. Yeah. Let's all get overalls. Try it on. Fine. Socks and overalls for this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my money's going. <laughs> well, of course, uh, we should probably we're brought to you by <laughs> Levi's this week. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, maybe they'll like send us overalls. That'd be so cool. Get some of that 501 blues money. Be so down with that life. (laughs) Um, So we just watched a couple of the episodes on YouTube. And let me tell you, I think it's hilarious. Um, Totally gives me kind of a vibe. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, it's called Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23. Yeah. I really gave me that vibe and I love that show. So I was like super into it. Um, what were kind of your inspirations behind the show? Like, how did you come up with the concept? Um, well, we met at a birthday party in January 2016 and were frustrated with our dating lives and our lack of roles as actors. (laughs) So we decided to write something and then we met the next day and started writing together at a coffee shop. And then we ended up just, we both had a lot of roommates over the years as low-income actors, unsuccessful actors do. <laughs> and so we ended up just, like, talking about roommates. Yeah. And, and then we were like, well, why don't we just uh, write a series about this? And I think the first day that we did meet in a coffee shop, there were it was filled with men, and they were, like, they kept, I remember they kept laughing, and they were, like, really chatty, and they thought the whole, like, roommate thing sounded really funny. I remember that. Like yeah. the people around us were laughing. So I had a good- people around you were like listening to your conversation and like weighing in on it. There were uh, there were two guys in particular, like minor mild creep factor, but yeah, <laughs> and they were into it. So we were like, okay, it's got their approval. This must be good. <laughs> Let's go. Let's judge. Oh yeah, the weird guy in the corner, tenting his fingers, waiting for his moment to strike. He we have a seal of approval. <laughs> but at the same time, they're in Canada, so even their creepy people are like probably still polite at the same time. <laughs> so it's not like the same thing as like scary New York City creepy people, you know? Or like creepy people here are just the overly nice people. Like if you're really nice, people just think you're creepy. 
Why is that person talking to me? Why are they so nice? Yeah. I feel like there are weirdos. We guys, we have our fair share of weirdos up here in Canada too. And people like people will plow you over on the street in Toronto and not even say sorry. And if they do if they do say sorry, it's laced with fuck you. Like they're like sorry. Sorry. No, no they like, wait, wait, do they say sorry or do they say sorry? Oh, say, say sorry. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. So sorry. It's so cute. Uh, yeah, I mean everybody's got their weirdos. It's uh, you know part of life, I guess. I mean we're we're north of the city, so I mean we're not quite in the weirdo ground zero. But I mean I grew up <laughs> in the city. This is like a very recent thing that I like you know moved on up here to these parts, but still. I feel like, in a way, though, I feel like the small town people are crazier than city people, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, they have nothing better to do than just be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, when I was a kid growing up in Sault Ste. Marie. Um, it's way up north. Oh, so wait, you, you really grew up in Sault Ste. Marie? Yeah, and it's like an eight-hour drive from here. And um, we would do, th- we were so bored that we would do things like, you know, we would... Oh, I don't know. Just go out and like egg the principal's house, or we would. Yep, yeah, yeah. Pets <laughs> at people. She still does this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to tell her it's not okay in Toronto. <laughs> she egged my house last week. Yeah. <laughs> she can't stop. I'm from, uh, I'm from Albany, New York. Uh, we we would steal road cones. We would also egg other people's houses. I mean, that was big here in Brooklyn. We would steal road cones too, but also we would like actually do like really dangerous shit like sneak into places we weren't supposed to go to and are you taking a selfie (laughs) (laughs) no i want to get some of this podcast i forgot we were on video (laughs) we see everything we see all of it and also i see that you have a tim hortons cup which makes me really jealous because we don't have those nice things here so that's uh, oh my god they all have tim hortons so many tim hortons cups tim hortons Amazing. See now, I just want to like go on a road trip to Canada. Like that's like my goal now. Tim Hortons, you should. Yeah. You can meet all of our assholes. If you come to Canada, we will buy you a Tim Hortons. We will. Oh my gosh, that's very promising. <laughs> oh, so you do know what Timbits are then? Oh, yes. Yeah, they're, they're the equivalent of uh, Dunkin' Donuts Munchkins. I'm gonna say. Okay, they're called Munchkins now? Yes, we have Dunkin' Donuts. That's our like version of. Uh, no, it's not the Tim same Hortons. thing. Don't don't try and compare the shit. <laughs> No, don't do that. What came first, the Munchkin or the Timbit? Uh, that's a good question. Like Dunkin' Donuts has been around as far as I, I can remember. Questions now. This just opened a Pandora's box. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how it is. Whenever we have podcast guests, somehow we always talk about some fast food chain. Like one time with Long John Silver's. Yeah. Now we're talking about Tim Hortons. We're very basic people. We're all about food and yeah. like, you know. Like, we're just white people from upstate. We just need to eat to live. Like, to be honest, I really don't care too much about other people, but I always want to know like what they're eating. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the most interesting thing. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing that like it, it connects everybody in common, but at the same time, it's so different wherever you go. It is, yeah. and it's. A- Instead of people asking each other, how are you doing? We should just be like, what are you eating? Or what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. What are you trying to eat later? <laughs> yeah. 
actually what someone eats tells you a lot about them and like going back to the whole roommate thing I'll judge I people totally <laughs> judge my roommates one of my roommates was making uh, mac and cheese at like midnight last night when I got home and I definitely judged him He's pretty good looking, and I was like, oh, but you're that guy that makes mac and cheese at midnight. Well, so I was like, <laughs> I, I make mac and cheese at midnight. Okay. Yeah, Steph literally did it the other day. <laughs> <laughs> she just called you out, man. Oh, my God. Sometimes, okay, I made ramen noodles the other night. Yeah, who are you pretending you're, you're pretending you're some, like, vegan biatch? Calm down. <laughs> mac and cheese. Let me let me eat this fine <laughs> Japanese delicacy, ramen noodles. See, I remember... I just have something against powdered cheese. It's not cheese. Yeah, it's not. I can, I can agree with you on that, yeah. Yeah, um, I remember when I did my Disney... I did an internship in Disney, and I had seven other roommates. So it was seven other girls living with me, which was really fun when we all synced up and got on our period at the same time. That was a great time for everyone. Um, yeah, live that life. Um, and I remember, like, literally, I would judge them on what they would eat, too. I'd be like, oh, she's got pizza rolls? That means that she is a good time. Like, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> I See, I've always, lived with, I've always lived, with, lived with guys, so it's, like, it's completely different. Where instead of, like, judging everybody on their food, it's just like, what of their food can I eat? <laughs> well, yeah, no, that too. I mean, like, you want to be—you don't want to be friends with someone who has powdered cheese. You want to be friends with people who have. Oh, I think we're. Uh... No, do we freeze? Oh uh, no, we can hear you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I saw like a lot of moving and no sound. I'm like, oh no, oh no. Um. Yeah, no, you don't want to be friends with people who have powdered cheese. Friends don't make friends eat powdered cheese. What do you think of people who eat ice cream? Ice cream's so good. Ice cream's delicious. Yeah. Like that. Okay, good. I just want to make sure you you like me for who I really am. The other day, <laughs> <laughs> he sent me a text the other day, being like, "Can you work me ice cream?" I had just broken up with my boyfriend. Okay, <laughs> so like, don't yeah, yeah, it's necessary. You need it. Yeah, it was needed. It made me feel better. So there. Yeah, ice cream <laughs> always makes you feel better. I always eat pancakes when I break up with someone. Do really? You? But you're married, yeah. so well, yeah. yeah hopefully, you don't have to do that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if a bottle of Aunt Jemima's ever shows up in the house, like, be careful. It could be you know, marital turmoil. Oh, my God. Yeah. Aunt Jemima, we're from Canada. Oh. <laughs> Real stuff. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So now, now I have to get into this conversation with you about foods that people in other countries don't have that we have here. Because I had to explain. Did you guys watch Stranger Things on Netflix at all? Yeah. Okay, I had to explain to a British friend of mine what Eggo waffles were, and that was very horrifying to me. Wow, that's really sad. Yeah. Well, you've had Eggo waffles. I feel like Canada's just kind of like a, like, well, I feel like Canada and, like, the United States, we're like, right, we're all in the same area. And then it's just, like, the British people I know and then the Australian people I know are, like, just way the fuck out there. They have no (laughs) idea what's going on. They just live in their own bubble. There's like goats and sheep and no egos and so sad. Yeah, but like it, excuse me if I'm an idiot, but do you guys have smarties? Yes, yeah, yes. we have smarties. <laughs> but what is there's one chocolate candy that we have that you guys don't have. Oh, and have I don't M&Ms. know which one it is. I thought it was smarties. Is it score? Wait, hold on. You guys have are smarties chocolate where you are? Yeah. Okay, no, we don't have smarties. Then smarties are something totally different here. 
Yeah. Wow. So Smarties, Smarties are yeah, Smarties are the candies that look like drugs here, basically. Like these little like multicolored like basically like sugar pills. That, like they have a little bit of flavoring to them. I don't even know. I can't even like pick out what Smarties what our Smarties are because I really don't eat candy all that much. But... <laughs> you could easily pass them off as ecstasy. <laughs> just, oh, okay. Yeah. That's fun. That's a fun game. For conventions, we'll just be like, hey, we're going to a Comic-Con. Who wants our ecstasy? But it's really a smarty. And see who acts weird. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, placebo Placebo them. Yeah. on you. (laughs) Now I'm fascinated. What is the chocolate smarty? They're kind of like M&M's a little bit, but kind of bigger. And they're milk chocolate instead of dark chocolate. Are M&M's dark chocolate? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> they, I think they come in dark chocolate now. They're not like originally in dark chocolate. Right, but I just feel like whenever I have M and M's, they're a little bit more bitter than Smarties. Smarties have a sweeter. Um, they're shell. like pure sugar. Yeah. They're they're, all they're doing is solidifying the fact that I need to go to Canada. Like that's <laughs> like literally, it's, it's leaning towards the the Bachelorette in Canada is like so close now. I just wanna. Go eat some Timbits and get drunk. That's going to be a great time for all. So wait, aren't you married? Uh, we're not married we're yet. Exactly. We're engaged, so. Oh, congratulations. Thanks, guys. Thank you. What was your engagement story? How did it happen? Oh, man. Oh, my. Did we even tell the story on the podcast yet? No, no we haven't. No, I don't think we have, yeah. Um, so it's really awkward because um, um, Seamart's family lives in, like, Florida, so we were flying down for Christmas. And I'm getting ready to go to the airport. My dad's going to drive us, and I'm all excited. And my dad's like, oh, by the way, your cat died. (gasps) This is, like, on Christmas, like, going to the airport, and I'm crying. Yeah, like, 4 a.m. Christmas morning. 4 a.m., I, like, find out my cat died. So I'm, like, crying, and, like, I cried the whole airplane. And literally, I don't even know what was going through your head. You were probably like, oh, my God, worst Christmas ever. I must save it. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you came in clutch. Wait, and then you could tell this part of the story because it's you tell your mom better than I do. <laughs> yeah, so we were we we got to Florida. Um, we were meeting up with my family for breakfast that morning, and we went to my sister's house. <laughs> and uh, it was my it's my nephew's first Christmas. It was his first Christmas. Christmas and birthday. So when I I literally tell you that their living room was like stacked to the ceiling with presents, like just for my nephew that like everybody had brought, like. So we spent, like, most of the morning just unwrapping presents, and everybody was having a good time, and, like, it was just a really nice, like, moment. Like, everybody was just having fun. So, I, like, I had the I had everything in the, like, in one of the other rooms. We were off in the living room, and I had gotten up, and I was walking away, and I said, you know, Amanda, like, can you come here for a minute? So, like, we walk into my nephew's room, and I'm like, I've got the, i got a ring, I have the ring box in the bag. And I didn't even know what it was. I thought he was handing me a gift to go give to someone else. So, I was like, okay, and I, like, went to go take it out of the room, and he's like, no, no, that's for you. Open it right here, because I'm just, like, oblivious. Well, I made the mistake of, like, my mom is the one who wrapped it up. Like, if I give my mom anything to wrap, it's going to be, like, impenetrable. Like, so I now have a ring in a box, in a gift bag, like, inside of another (laughs) bag that's, like, stapled, closed, and, like... Like those Russian dolls, basically, <laughs> so, like, like inside of each around. other. I'm trying to open this up, and I'm like, you know, I hope you, like, did you have fun today? She was like, yeah, I'm like, I, you know, I hope you had fun. Like, I want to do this every year. Like, yada, yada, yada. And, like, I pull the ring out. And, like, just as I'm about to say, like, will you marry me? My mom walks in the room and is like, do you need a bag for all the presents? <laughs> that was a real thing. His mom. That's like, that's like a comedy. Right it is. Yeah. So, like, I'm just standing there. I'm like, uh. Uh, like with a ring in my hand, now silent. Like. Literally, but you got out. 
My, I don't know. The, everyone was asking me questions, and I was like, I don't know. I think I blacked out at some point because I don't remember. And yeah, it was a very emotional day. It was just like crying for one reason and then crying for another reason, but all uh, good stuff. Very memorable. Wow. Well, congrats, guys. Yeah. Thanks. Now I get to have, hopefully, now bachelorette timbits and drunk now that we've made this all about us yeah now that, we, now that you turned around and interviewed us let's talk about the show for a minute <laughs> you know you're engaged and that's a second question exactly and it up for your bachelorette and we'll throw a party for you we like to throw parties we'll eat routine and we'll do we will shots of maple syrup yes oh my gosh that sounds like the best time like i'm ready my body's ready um, Other than the fact that you probably don't want to spend your bachelorette with strangers, it's a pretty good idea. <laughs> Listen, I'm used to meeting like strangers all the time because we travel a lot to all these conventions. But um, wait, I had a I had a good question, but I forget what it was. Oh, now. way to go! I'm sorry. Yeah, you're viewing it. <laughs> um, um, doing this. Was it about the web series? Well, I yeah. was going to say, it's uh, it's pretty impressive that you, you said you guys met in January 2016. In a year, you've gone from, you know, not even having anything to having, you know, a completed product. And it's really, like, that's a fast turnaround. Yeah. 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 I'm going to get you to walk around and tell that. To I'm going to say that, like, we pushed really hard for a year and a half. Like, we both have day jobs. I'm at, I work at a casting office for my day job. I'm filming TV, and we're actually here right now. All right. <laughs> Um, and uh, and Trish was working at a bar at the time, and we were writing, and we would be every whenever we were in our day jobs, we were working on this project. And then because I was at a bar, then um, I would maybe would just up. come in and sit at the bar, and we would meet there as well. Like while I was working, I was a, a model employee. I would have to say, <laughs> yeah, she was real. <laughs> I and she'd be like trying to talk to customers, and I'd be like, what about this line? <laughs> Like, what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, here we are. Yeah. And Stephanie came on board. So we, I had worked with Stephanie on a few projects. Yeah. And then we ran into each other at a TIFF party uh, September. in September. And I, we wanted more, like, women um, on our production team. Okay. Because, uh, it, you know, it can be hard sometimes to get women behind the, like, there aren't as many women that work behind the camera. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, Stephanie Baird, she's our girl. Yep. <laughs> she and actually said that. Yeah. Did I? <laughs> I so, yeah, you did. Like, yeah. like, you looked at me and you're like, hey, Steph. And then you look and you're like, hold on a second. And you like took like half a step back and you're like, Trish, I think <laughs> we should bring that. And I was like, can she, does she know I can hear her? <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> I need to do things immediately. I actually saw that happen today on the subway. These high school kids, like one kid came on the subway and then she said hi to, she was with her girlfriend and they saw these like three boys and this guy says hi to her and she says hi and then she looked back at her girlfriend he was still right there and, she, and then she, the girlfriend said I went to grade school with him and then she goes I'm, I know you did. He is so weird. And the kid was so sitting there. That just sounds like bullying. Yeah, maybe. Like, yeah. That's like literal bullying right there. That's, that's we were not. Yeah, we didn't talk shit about Steph. We were like opposite bullying you. We were like, maybe if she hears us, she can't, she won't say no. Let's make it 
Tomorrow, <laughs> work on her team. <laughs> yeah, she would be amazing. <laughs> She's the best. Yeah. So, so I, whatever they did. So. <laughs> Here I am. Did uh, Trish and Katie? How did you guys know each other? Did you guys all meet at the same time, or did you guys know each other longer, or? Uh, we met at a birthday party January 2016. Yeah. So when oh, we started right. writing, yeah, yeah, that's like when we met. We we started writing two days after we met. Yeah. Oh, we, oh wow. The same circle. We have like a lot of mutual friends. But like I don't know. I maybe I don't go out that much. I don't know. I don't know how we didn't like really meet sooner, but. That's crazy. That's like that's really crazy. That's, that's like really talking about like finding like your creative soulmates in a sense. Just like yes. yes. And when Trish and I met, like, I had just gotten out of a relationship. It's really embarrassing because I literally just got out of one now. <laughs> um, but I had just gotten out of a three-year relationship, and I was literally at, like, the such a low point in my life. And, like, you know when, well, I don't know if you've ever had a breakup so bad that, like, you can't, like, walk down the street without crying. It was basically that bad. And, um, and so, yeah, I don't know where this is going. But, ba- but basically, like, the show really, I don't want to say, like, saved my life, because that's really dramatic, but I was at i was at such a low point in my life, and it really, focusing on this project and the comedy, you know, what did Meryl Streep say, or somebody said, like, turn your pain into, pain, art. Pain into art. This yeah, was, was say absolutely, you can absolutely say it saved your life. I mean, it's a lot of times creativity is born out of just, you know, hardship, it's just when you when you're at your lowest point, like that's when those things like kind of just strike you, like, oh yeah, that's that's eventually what pulls you at it. I can say the same thing, like with our website and this podcast. When it started, when we first got into it, I was again, you know, just at a horrible, horrible place, and just you know, sitting down and writing and talking to people like on a regular basis, like with the podcast, just it pulls you out of that, like you know, without even kind of realizing that you're doing it. Like the next thing you know, like you realize, like oh my god, I've been I've been doing this podcasting thing now for so long, and it's actually become like a, a thing I do. It's not just, you know, I, it, it did save my life. I will say the exact same thing. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, it helps to keep, like, busy in those situations, yeah. too, because you're not, like, dwelling on it anymore. Sometimes you just need to throw yourself into something, like, you know, 100% in and just commit to it to just get your mind off of your bullshit life. Yeah, I, exactly. Like, I don't want to deal with any of that garbage right now, so I'm going to deal only with this. Like, yeah, just yeah. plow forward, basically. And we really did throw our lives into it, and, like, we sacrificed sleep. We, you know, we <laughs> yeah. were never... I feel like I just go home to sleep between... And now I'm working full-time, so, like, between my day job, between this... Like, we just go home to sleep, and... Um, I don't know. I feel like it's just... It's, like, it's a good thing, though. Like, I feel good about it. Like, we have a purpose. <laughs> We're sacrificing our entire lives. We don't have this. kids. <laughs> we have a series. I literally did nothing else with this. It's, it's actually so true, true, though. Yeah. All of us. Yeah, I don't mean to laugh. Okay, but this is why I'm laughing. <laughs> 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 I'm looking up at the screen, and I've seen this guy's name that we called three times because <laughs> we thought it was this podcast, but it really isn't because he doesn't even have the same name. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, it was I feel like we should like Skype him in. Like, I feel like. <laughs> just, uh, hey man, you don't know us, but uh, you want to be part of our podcast? <laughs> that would be interesting. So, who are you? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we're staring at his face right now. <laughs> I know. But the good news is, is we called him from my boss's Skype. <laughs> oh my god. So, issues. He can just talk to Chris Miles at Milestone Cafe. <laughs> we love you, Chris. <laughs> bonus points if this guy's like an actor or something like <laughs> waiting to hear back in a role or something just... oh man <laughs> that's rough <laughs> we, we said that too we're like, oh, probably think, like the casting agent's like we really want to get a hold of this guy <laughs> it's your time yeah cause you called like three times so they're like oh man they must really love me yeah. like, <laughs> somewhere in the world there's a guy dressed as Hamlet crying sitting next to his computer cause he missed that call like I was so close yeah. Missed an opportunity, not another one. <laughs> anyway, that's why I started laughing, and I apologize for laughing during the motion forward. Yeah, jeez, I'm so awkward. Get your shit together. <laughs> uh, so, is this the um, is this the first time any of you have done anything like this? Have you worked on other uh, type of series before, or any kind of you know scripts or movies? Yeah, plugging away. Yeah, uh, well. Uh, we're all we all come from an acting background, so um, I've done like we've all done, I guess, film and TV and commercials, but like smaller role, either small roles on big docudramas, yeah, but either like a tiny role on a big TV show or like a bigger role on something you've never heard of. <laughs> so. I feel like the only Canadian TV show that I know is. I Degrassi. The one that so. <laughs> I think Steph, you were like featured on that. At, like, yeah, I worked on Degrassi. Like, yeah, you like, were? Oh my god. But it's like not as cool as you think it is. <laughs> Wait, no, but now now I'm gonna like ask a billion questions because I'm like obsessive like with that. But like, what what was it? Next Generation or? Uh, I think so. I worked on it for like ten years. I went to Degrassi High School. Before. Oh, that's um, that's awesome. Yeah, so ten years. Ten years. Wow. I worked on Degrassi for Holy I didn't even shit. really know that about you. I knew you had yeah. done it, but I didn't know for ten years. Oh my so god. You, were you there when Drake was there? I was just gonna say, were you like breathing the air? You were like started from the bottom, now we're here. Like you're breathing Drake's air. Did you talk to Drake? I didn't talk to Drake, but I was on an episode once when he was like in the wheelchair. That's the Aubrey Graham. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't like I hate to say this story to Grassy, but I never like watched it. Watched it, but he was the one that got shot, right? Yeah. 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 Sorry, spoilers from ten years ago. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Now see, Mark can never watch it. So yeah, I remember uh, I worked on a scene and he was in it in the wheel, like when he was in the wheelchair. So I know I've worked on it. But I met this one guy on Degrassi. I hope he doesn't hear this podcast, but. Um, he's telling me about how he's like Drake's best friend because like he worked on the grassy with Drake as his posse. I don't know, like I don't even know his name. I just talked to him one time. <laughs> That's uh, so it's so weird for me though because af after watching that show for so long, I literally can't take him seriously as a rapper because I'm just like your wheelchair Jimmy. Like I can't. I no. Like yeah, but you know what? Like someone in a wheelchair could be a sick rapper. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, for sure. But I just can't take it seriously because it's like, there's one, there's one like episode in like the first season when they're because I, I just did a rewatch of it, so that's why I'm not like a crazy like 
I'm not, I don't remember this from my childhood. I literally just watched it last summer when I stayed home and did nothing. No, but, that doesn't make you crazy. No, man. not at all. Um, <laughs> but there's an episode where he and another character, an, another guy in the show, rap together, and it is the most ridiculous rap I've ever heard in my life. And I'm like, that's Drake, everyone. That's yeah, that guy. Um, did you watch the original one? Joe I did. I, when I, I, we had to watch that when I was a kid. I watched some reruns of it, yeah. I know that they showed it to us in school, the one where she yeah. finds out she's pregnant. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you know the Zit Remedy song? Everybody wants something. something. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave you a solo there. Bam. Look at that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I that real fast. Freaking love Joey Jeremiah. Yeah. Yeah. Esquire, please, the full title. <laughs> yeah. Man, like literally rewatching it this summer. I the my whole like purpose of it was that I just wanted to get to the Kevin Smith episodes because I was like, oh yeah, I remember when that was a thing. Like that's why I started watching Kevin Smith movies. So I was he like, was in Degrassi. Yeah, and like yeah, him and Silent Bob were like in two episodes, I think. Yeah, Jay, like, there was Jay and Silent Bob goes Canadian, and like Manny was in their movie, and then he like Kevin Smith tried to date Caitlin Ryan. It was like mind blowing. Really, I did not know this. Degrassi is so big in the states. Yeah, it's bigger there than it is here. Wow. Oh, that's why all those Degrassi actors have so many followers. Yeah, I didn't realize it was like known in the states. Because yeah, it was like yeah. an event, like here. Like I remember, like when they would show it on the the channel that they showed it on. Um, like uh, they they literally only showed it on like that random. Like it was only on satellite. So my friends would like all come over to watch it at my house because I had Directv. Like it was like a thing. Really? Wow. And when you were watching, were you like those people have like really strong Canadian accents? No, you know what? I don't even think I realized it like for a while, and then I was like, oh. Yeah, because no, I, I, I just don't realize it in general because, you know, I, I grew up around strong Brooklyn accents and, you know, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> so, and I don't really notice those and everyone's like, wow, your mom has a really thick Brooklyn accent. And I'm like, really? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> can you can you hear an accent when we're speaking? Um, not really. No, not yeah, no, not you guys. My one friend, my one friend's in uh, she's in Calgary, and I I notice her accent, but uh, my brother yeah, accents vary from yeah coast to coast. My brother lives out in Alberta, and um, oh, in Alberta, but he has I noticed since he moved out, he's picked up an accent, which is really interesting. Oh. I'm going out into the woods, eh? We're gonna drink some beers. 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 The way that he says car. I don't know. I can't even do it. Car. Car. Yeah, I can't. Get in the car, eh? And I loose. I feel like if I wanted to do a Canadian accent, I wouldn't even know where to start. I'm not even gonna try it. People, people tell us though, like the upstate New York accents are sim. Like my friends from downstate tell me that now I sound more Canadian, and I'm like. I, I guess, like I yeah, I hear it every I'm, every now and again, and whenever I come to say a few words, I'm not for podcast. <laughs> should be with, like strong Canadian accent. <laughs> <laughs> the Canadian accent is kind of like like we're calling you up from Canada. 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 <laughs> Canada. 
How, how's yous doing down in the states? Yeah. <laughs> See that that almost sounded Brooklyn to me. How's yous doing? That was that was Brooklyn right there. Straight Brooklyn, yeah. Straight Brooklyn, so G. <laughs> So back to the show now. Again, I was again, gonna say. I'm gonna, damn it, we're gonna talk about the show. I told you we just not. go off topic sometimes. Just... <laughs> uh, Katie, this is your first time directing, you said, right? Yeah. What uh, what kind of inspired you to go you know, to do that? Was that something you've always wanted to do? It is um, initially because I'm also act, I act obviously my passion in it. Uh, we tried to get another director who actually has directing experience, but he. Um, was busy like he had he had other things going on in his life yeah <laughs> as most people do. as most people do like i totally get it <laughs> gotta pay those bills um and we didn't feel like he was putting enough time or like any time into this so we fired him <laughs> and, oh, then nice. like, oh. and then i was like right. strong women who don't need no man i was like whatever like i'm just gonna direct it myself and uh and, and that's a good job and yeah and i like studied a whole i don't I, I didn't go to like directing school but i do work in uh like casting and i direct uh commercial casting sessions and like i have a pretty extensive acting background so i get like i get actors and yeah. stories but i didn't know a lot about camera angles and stuff so i started just um like two months before we went to camera studying my favorite comedies so and looking at camera angles so i binge watched a ton of seinfeld mean girls um curb your enthusiasm nice. bunch of stuff my favorite things you just named yeah. so i was like what, are, what camera angles are these uh directors using like what's working here and then uh, and it's actually pretty uh, basic, that especially for TV. Usually, you're just looking at like medium shots, um, and sometimes a wide to contextualize the spatial relationship between the characters. Yeah. And yeah, and like we kept it pretty simple. I had an amazing DOP who had like decades of experience who helped me a lot. And then it was just like awesome working with the cast because they were all. Most of the cast is pretty experienced um, and got some pretty good, like, veteran actors up here in uh, Toronto. Yeah. And uh, they killed it. So, yeah, no, it was good. It was fun. Thanks for asking. Oh, no problem. Um, I, so, yeah, obviously it sounded like a fun experience. I just because um, I, I took a class in, like, production and, like, the whole semester I was revved because I really wanted to do directing. Like, couldn't wait to get to do that. And, like, when I got to do it, I really didn't like it because I felt like I was just yelling at everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how I felt too when I did yeah. the stage directing class that I had to yeah. take. So I'm a theater minor. Um, so I had to take like a whole bunch. And I was so excited for it too. And then I was just like, especially because I cast my friends. Then I was just like, yeah, yeah. you're not doing so it. Enough. You do this, but do <laughs> yeah. it this way. Like. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of delegating. And I personally don't think I could do it. So awesome job for you. Because... <laughs> We also got really lucky because we had Stephanie um, Lively, too. She was so organized and really helped, like, facilitate everything. And then David Carruthers, our executive producer, has, like, tons of experience. And he was, like, hugely helpful, too. So I think for, like, new directors, it's just really important to have an, a great team around you uh, to really pick up that slack to, like, reduce stress. Because it is a, it is a lot of... You, you have to be focused and you can't be worrying about when lunch is going to arrive and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And Russ, too. Russ was great. And Russ, yeah. Russ, yeah, the DOP, Russ Guzzi, as I said earlier, he was uh, so calm. And even though he's so much more experienced than I am, he always talked to me as an equal and always, you know, he was, like, like giving me, you know, he would help me. But then if I wanted to do it differently, he would always defer to me. And it was, like, super collaborative. And, like, sometimes DOPs can be kind of weirdly... Um, I don't know, they're moody or sometimes you see on, like I've been on sets where the DOP and the director don't get along and it's this really weird tension, mm -hmm. but it's not the case at all. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. one time. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Russ goes home and does like eight hours of yoga. Yeah. <laughs> He's like that guy. He's like <laughs> tall and zen and like nothing seems to phase him and he like loses this confidence. <laughs> Just go yeah. down and like bounces on one finger while like meditating. Yeah, I feel like be that guy. He's so cool. And, like listening to the Doors or Zeppelin. Yeah, and then crack open a beer. <laughs> He's actually the coolest guy yeah. I've ever met. Totally. Other than like my dad, because I wouldn't want to hurt his feelings. But how many episodes uh, have you put out? Eleven. Okay, I was just, we made it through like I think. We, the first yeah, I was gonna say we're on like six or seven right now, so we're almost there. Thanks for watching. Yeah, no problem. Uh, any plans to do like another season or a follow up? Um, you know, what are you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're um, yeah, we're not sure exactly what's gonna happen with it. We're meeting. We're we're taking we're doing a lot of meetings right now mm. with like uh, production companies and networks and stuff who seem to be interested, like, who knows? We're proceeding with guarded optimism because it's such a competitive industry and you just don't know. Um, but yeah, we'd be open, we're, we would love to do something a little bit uh, longer in format. Yeah. Um, but uh, if not, then we will carry on with the web series. With the web series and maybe do try to do some branded content or, yeah, figure something out. We're not going anywhere, guys. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You mentioned like the short format. Did you find that was kind of like constraining to fit things into you know, like a quick five minute like time frame for the for the webisodes? I kind of did in the writing room, like because we had like a really good rifting uh, chemistry. But yeah, so I kind of like I I did feel like we definitely like did try to like. Conscious, we definitely did consciously keep it keep it short because we were like, okay, people don't have strong attention spans. They're not gonna like. We don't want to bore them. Yeah, but, supposedly like all good web videos should be like no longer than six minutes or something like that. Yeah. So I we always go over that. I talk too much. Yeah. Yeah, we like to talk too. Um, but yeah, so I think it would be really like it would be a lot of fun for us to develop it into half hour episodes because we could have totally made those. Our episodes. Mm -hmm. That would have been fun. I think you guys did a really nice job of like packaging the episodes in little like pockets of, you know, like you, there's like an arc in every single episode, even though it's so small, you know. And then you have like the long, like the six, seven episode where it's like, you know, that big of a longer arc where you have like, you know, to be continued at it. And I, mm -hmm. I think you guys did a really yeah. good job. I was just saying, like, it does kind of like it, something will be introduced in one episode and then like the next episode kind of takes that. And then adds one more thing to it, and then adds yeah. one more. It's yeah, constantly just building the story. Yeah, yeah. We tried yeah. to make that them be sequential. Yeah, yeah. 
Plus, the dialogue's hilarious, because literally, I, like, want to go and, like, status. I've got 99 problems, and a bitch is, like, every one of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was a good one. I was excited yeah. about that one. Yay. That was funny. I, like, I came up with that one day when I was, like, on the streetcar, and I thought it was the funniest thing I ever thought of. <laughs> and I, like, and that you're, like, oh, my God, I have to share with everybody. Yeah, I, like, yeah. immediately texted Trish and was, like, what Golden Jimmy said this? Yeah. Actually, at the time, we were calling him we Joe Baby. Joe Baby. That was his Joe name. Baby. Yeah, because that's actually a real landlord's name. Right, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Joe, baby. We didn't want to get Right. <laughs> the hard thing is when you like take like when people like show up and you're writing and you're like oh man I gotta change the I, name I have to I change this enough so they won't realize I'm talking about that yeah except for yeah. you don't you don't care yeah. <laughs> you barely change them I wish like I yeah. used to like that name Joe Baby but yeah cause it's ridiculous it is so yeah. ridiculous it's a doozy Really? Yeah. Wait, hold on, what was it? I missed that. Is that on his dating profile? No. You were like, I like this He's guy. Gonna hate me. He's gonna hate me for this, but... And he, had, he used name. to, like, write, like, reggae music with, like, this group of guys, and, and I think he called himself Beat Fizzle. But you know what? We all have to kill kids in our closets. I was skippy all throughout high school. My name used to be Poofany, like, Poo-Fany. Like, oh, that's what my, my friends... I didn't ask him to call me. I don't know about that one. That's, I mean, what was your nickname in high school, Katie? I don't know this about you. Um, Almond. Oh, my last name. Well, um, on sports teams, like on sports teams, because I played like uh, field hockey and volleyball, and people would be like, Almond. Yeah, I was pretty much the same situation. It was just my last name, which I won't say here, but. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Definitely. You don't want to give information out? <laughs> uh, uh, for work-related reasons. Oh, smart. We just throw it all out there. Actually, at work at my day job, a mom came because I work at like a, a children's casting um, talent agency. Oh okay. my god, you probably have great stories. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like it would be funny if Heather worked at the talent agency because. Like, sometimes I feel really uncool there because it's also an adult modeling agency and they're really into fashion. And I kind of, like, sometimes they're, like, you're from the Sioux. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you She works that? with a bunch of bitches. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you just roll in one day in, like, your, in your overalls and just rock that <laughs> shit, man. I believe that part. But I'm always that girl. I'm always... No, wherever I work, I'm always that girl that's, like, a little bit uncool in Toronto. Like, when I used to bartend, I would show up with my backpack, and the girls would laugh at me, and they'd be like, oh, you're so cute. You're from the Sioux. Look at you in your backpack. Toronto girls don't wear backpacks. Um, or, oh, look at you in your Sioux nails. Only people in the Sioux would have nails like that. Sioux nails? Um, <laughs> um, but, no, the other day at this job that I'm at now, this mom came in, and she was, like, with her three-year-old, and she was like, I love of your shitting scene. I've seen your show. Guys, what's your name? Instagram? Uh, I don't think we have an Instagram. We might have one? Uh, I think it, I think you do, but there's nothing posted at Evil Geeks. Maybe? Oh. Yeah, we're, we're... Yeah, I feel like Nick made one and then never kept up with it. We're, yeah. You guys should Yeah, you are. You, media. you are on yeah. and I just tagged you in the story. Oh, hey, all right. Oh, hey. Yeah, yeah. I feel so special. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, no, we're bigger, we're bigger on Facebook and Twitter. All right. Yeah, Twitter's 
deal on Twitter. Yeah, I'm liking Twitter lately. I'm Twitter famous. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, are you really promo, promo me? I get some followers. I have been using Twitter lately more often than I ever have before. Just because, like, almost once a day I tweet something really horrible at, at the president. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, me too. Like, I, it's like my saving grace. Like, because on Facebook I like, can't get away with things, but on Twitter, like, I'm just like balls to the wall. It's just like, no holds barred. It can go. I feel like you can say whatever you want on Twitter because you're supposed to be quick, snappy, and funny. So I feel like you can just say whatever you want. Yeah. Also, it can't be anything worse than what Donald Trump says. So. Yeah, yeah literally. True. No, it can't be. But it's like so funny because, like, people who don't live in this country, like, on election night were messaging me, like, are you okay? Do you need to live under my bed? Like, I don't... Wow. But you know what, like, the good thing is, is he's really lowered the bar. So now, like, you can, you can even be, like, kind of a shitty person and you're still awesome compared to the president. <laughs> yeah. it, like, we were always told, like, you know, anybody can be president. And now that's actually yeah, true. Yeah, now it's actually true. Yeah. <laughs> now you can, like, actually say to your kids, like, anything's possible. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> guys. You want to be a squirrel when you grow up? You can do that shit. Go ahead. Yeah. You're not looking on the bright side. Yeah. Like, even if you think your kid is, like, below average, like, it doesn't Yeah, they can be president. And if your kid has really good head and hair, they can be the prime minister of Canada. Yeah, you have to be hot up here, though. Someone recently was just telling me that they saw him somewhere, and, like, they, like, took a picture of his butt or something. Oh, yeah. And they were done swooning. <laughs> oh my god, stop. He's so dreamy. I don't even care. Whatever. He's not Joe Biden, but he'll do. <laughs> I love Joe Biden. Who is, like, the weirdest... Like, who's your secret crush that you don't usually like to admit you have a crush on? Like, who's, like, the weirdest person you have a crush on? I have a lot of weird ones, though. Like, but, like, I feel like you know all of my weird... Um, I have a really big crush on Andy Sandberg. Oh. Um... So I can understand though. You know, if if somebody's funny, that's you know that's really attractive. Yeah, yeah that's so you like me. You know what? I would probably be respond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was actually thinking about the crush question still. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. No, me too. I'm trying to think of who it would be. I had a super crush on Tina Fey for like a long time. Oh, she's hot. Uh, she's like Mufasa count. <laughs> <laughs> Sandra Oh. She's Canadian. Oh, I saw her one time when she was super pregnant. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I really... Yeah, really I, was pregnant. Pregnant. No. I had a really big crush on Tobey <laughs> Maguire and Spider-Man, and then I saw him outside of Spider-Man, and I was like... JK. <laughs> JK. Oh, so it's not like super <laughs> Like in Seabiscuit, right. I was like, is that the same guy? <laughs> yeah, you put, a, you put a cape and tights on a man, and it's amazing what that'll do for him. <laughs> now we know what you're into. <laughs> put on these tights. You <laughs> <laughs> show up dressed as like superheroes. I don't know. Now when I'm looking at my Harry Potter books, I feel like I always really liked Neville Longbottom, and now he's like extra hot, so I feel like it's justified, but... I feel like I always like thought he was cute. I don't know. Some people just have a certain appeal to them, whether they've got tights on or not, or glasses. 
with or not or yeah it's charisma and you can't always just like put your finger on what it is you can't bottle that stuff that charisma certain je ne sais quoi yeah (laughs) look at you so fancy with your very cultured yes who's skinny now French, technically. The other day, these podcasters we were talking to um, told us that we could use any language we wanted, and they were referring to swearing. swearing and I was like, oh, in that case, bonjour. And that guy was like, actually, I meant French. And I was like, good, because I don't actually know how to speak French. Had I known, I would have brushed up on my Swahili. I know any of the French words that are in Beauty and the Beast, but past that, no. Oh, like Lumiere. Garçon. Yeah. Bonjour. Good day. (laughs) 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 Idiot. <laughs> you all have to be. You all have to be. You all have to be. You say it with conviction. That's all I do. Dumb and dumber. Seriously. I don't know how we pulled this shit off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I was like this close to being convinced, and I was like. Just shut up. <laughs> yeah, not Trisha's fault. Yeah. Hashtag blend French. I'm sorry. Sure, that would be awesome. Sell them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Maybe we'll get that, and we'll get um, the 99 problems. Yeah, we were thinking of making a shirt golden. Shirt. Sh- oh. <laughs> <laughs> it seems really. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, it's wrong, my problem. But you know what? Like, there are like that, that talk like that. So. <laughs> yeah, people would 100% buy that shirt. Really? Like, divorce? Sure. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. <laughs> people would probably buy it even, like, not knowing. They'd be like, oh, that's from a thing? I'll have to go check it out. And then there you yeah. go. Promo. <laughs> Bam. Bam. Hashtag Emory. Hashtag Trish. We've been, like, posting magnets all over Toronto. Um, it's our best idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much the extent of my marketing strategy for this website. Also, just I put stickers on stuff instead of magnets. Oh, that's, oh, that's more permanent. And you're defacing public property, so it goes with our evil oh theme. Take that! The Sue girl and me would love to stick stickers everywhere. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, tell everybody where they can uh, watch all the episodes and uh, connect you with the uh, social media. Okay, so our website is www.myroommatesandescort.com. Uh, our Twitter is at escortroommate. Our Instagram is at myroommatesandescort. And we're also on Facebook, My Roommates and Escort. And if you want to call us for a date, <laughs> <if you> don't. <laughs> Comedy at gmail.com. But if you don't like the show, we don't care. So don't write to us. <laughs> if you don't like the show, send it to Degrassi High at. Break at. Just kidding, don't do that. Don't do it. 
Well, thank you all so much for joining us. This has been so great. Uh, please, everybody, go out there if you get a chance. Take a look at the show. It's it's really funny. It's really awesome. Thank you. Uh, uh, this has been Transmissions from the Evil Lair. I'm seeing... You forgot to say wow. goodbye with yourself. <laughs> I was like, giving her the look like, why are you... You just stared at me like, I'm like, what? Why are you saying anything? It's because I hadn't said my name yet. That's why. So good name. Professionalism in podcasting right here, Go folks. ahead. <laughs> this has been Transmissions from the Evil Lair. I'm Seamart. I'm Undies of Wendy. And one last thank you to our guests. Uh, please uh, tell everybody who you are one last time. Katie Ullman, director and actor of uh, My Remains and Escort. Trish Rinoni, uh, co-writer, producer, whatever, actor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stephanie Baird, whatever, producer and actor on My Roommate's Escort. Professional Degrassi background. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> We are the brotherhood of evil kids.